Adam Thielen. Tisk, 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 tisk. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Why are we booing Adam Thielen, the Vikings wide receiver? Boo. Boo. I think he was saying Boo Earns. One guy's always saying Boo Earns in the crowd. Adam always. Thielen. Adam Thielen over the weekend. Tisk, 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 tisk. He was on, um, let's see here, it was a podcast. He appeared on the Golf.com Subpar Podcast, and the conversation of Lambeau Field and Green Bay was brought up. Adam Thielen. Yes, Roddy? I just think it's hilarious that this is a golfing podcast. As do I. Um, so Adam Thielen has uh, popped up here. What the hell? I just had the video. Oh, here it is. Adam Thielen had this to say about Lambeau Field and Green Bay. Take a listen. There's nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Like, so, what's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing fashion, uh, fancy about it. Like, there's it's bleacher seats. <laughs> Oh, so that's what Adam Thielen had to say about Lambeau Field, and he you says it's a dump, so basically. You, so you don't get an individual seat to roll down. I mean, What I'm, does he care? Yeah. You're not sitting in the bleachers? Okay, so... Name, name a stadium that has a better away locker room than the home locker room. Name a stadium that's more historic and special and means something to the community more than Lambeau Field. Something that's not a corporate sellout. Something that's not dropped in the middle of suburbia Soldier next Field to supper to the clubs. Community. <laughs> yeah. That place. Now, that place is kind of a dump. You guys ever been to Soldier Field? No, never have. Nope. Um, I was there, actually not for a, not for a American football game before a football game. Yeah. Liverpool versus Olympiacos. Oh, you know what I've heard? Saw Steven US Gerrard. Bank Stadium's a dump because the concourses aren't big enough to hold a, a sellout crowd. Yeah. There in fact, aren't enough bathrooms yeah, there. When we, and we, in fact, we have people here that went to the and first. The concert, yeah, it was right? the first ever uh, of event? anything in event? U.S. Bank Stadium. First ever event. It was Metallica at U.S. Bank Stadium and our my our bot or Nelson and mine's boss Randy said it was a dump that it was very poorly planned executed and it was uh just not the greatest when it comes to kills the structure birds. and yeah and then if you want to you know get on the side of PETA it kills <laughs> birds at literally a breakneck speed <laughs> many birds are slamming face first into Boom. that glass <laughs> breaking their neck and dying but Lambeau Field boys I've been to. I haven't been to a lot of stadiums, but I've been to a good amount of stadiums. Yeah, Lambeau Field is when you walk up the steps of Lambeau and you look at it, and just when you're coming into Green Bay and you see like the scoreboard and you see the G, it's like I get chills. Yeah, maybe because I'm a I, Packers fan, but when I you feel the history when you walk up the steps to Lambeau Field. That that's like uh, I'd same with Wrigley. I'm. It's not special in any way shape or form in terms of the amenities or anything like that it's a dump but, but it's you special. walk you walk in there and it's it's awesome like yeah, you can feel it like the history i'll i'll go to a game at wrigley and it doesn't have to be a brewer cubs game i can just go to a game there have a good time because of the stadium aesthetic you know you're sitting there you it's you know the bleachers just got redone but uh, it's still almost the exact same stadium it was mm-hmm. when it opened, and uh, but I mean, still, it's I, I can appreciate the old stadiums. I'd like to get to 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 uh, Fenway and like yeah, I've been, been to Fenway. Ones. I've been to Fenway and Wrigley. Yeah, I mean, and, well, you can feel the history, can't you, Rowdy, when you walk to Fenway or Wrigley? Yeah, I mean. They're quite different, in my opinion. Okay. Which I mean, well, yeah, they all should be different. Obviously, they they both have an older feel, mm-hmm. but it's hard to explain it. Yeah, it's like but, when you, when I walk up the steps of Lambeau when I'm going to go in a game, but they or, don't need the modern amenities to be no a cool place so to go visit. Adam Thielen out there, the Vikings wide receiver, dissed on Green Bay. Just, here, all right, let's, just one more time here. Nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Like, so. What's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing fashion, uh, fancy about it. Like, there's it's bleacher seats. Who can? 
who cares if there's bleacher seats? Now, I might care when there's bleacher seats because I always get stuck next to, you know, the friggin' uh, Shamu, the beach whale to my right, and then Jabba the Hutt to my left, and here I am <laughs> squeezed in like a little friggin', you know, sardine in a can. But even then, I'm just like, whatever, I get it's body warmth. Then I get, you know, I'm the, the blubber to the right and the left of me is keeping me warm. Do you guys have a problem with bleacher seats at a stadium? Who cares? Camp Randall has bleacher seats. In, in that sense, that's a... Horrible stadium. Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame Stadium has bleacher, bleacher seats. seats. Horrible stadium. Uh, a, a stadium that you know looks like an erector set uh, in uh, Beaver Stadium in Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's actually an awesome stadium, but it started out small and was built section by section to become a hundred thousand seat stadium, and it, it's sweet. Um, you know, if if you need a glassed in case of modern technology to go play a football game at not even just watch a football game uh maybe you're in the wrong sport you know maybe i i i understand now adam Thielen. he likes the space that u.s bank stadium provides because the 13 nfl championship trophies take up so much room at lambeau that it does, it does seem a little crowded with all those trophies. So maybe that's what Adam Thielen's getting across. He he likes the more spacious U.S. Bank Stadium because they don't have any trophies to worry about. Maybe that's what it I is, think. Uh, I think uh, Knutson brings up a good point here. How he says he has no room to talk. He played at Minnesota State Mankato. <laughs> if you oh, remember Adam Thielen's... bleacher seats there? Do you remember uh, Adam Thielen's story where he obviously wasn't recruited, didn't wasn't given any scholarships to Division One or Division Two, and he tried out at Mankato State, yeah. made the team, and then obviously went from there. Uh-oh. But you would think he would be a little bit more like, I don't know, little understanding and gracious with the Uh-oh. the lesser things because he literally came from nothing. I'm looking at. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Mankato State's stadium right here, and RJ, you you were onto something. Looks to be a lot of bleacher seating there. Oh, that's a that's a crummy stadium. I bet he'll say it's a nice <sighs> stadium. Right? Yikes! Sorry, Adam Thielen. Yeah, mm, tis tis tis. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Mary Crosby. Oh, thank you. All right, I'll toss you on hold then, uh, Mr. Crosby. All right, so I think he said Mary Crosby. Hey, 2021, he can be whoever he wants to be. Who am I to judge? I think he actually said pain in my ass, Crosby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did. The phone lines are cutting out, Charlie. You're going to have to give him a break. We got to get. We just called our technician in here. They keep cutting out. Uh, the phones are down for you till uh, ever. All right, so Adam Thielen out there. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Here's the thing. Here's the first thing he says. Nothing better than leaving Green Bay with a win. Well, congratulations, Adam Thielen. The pride and joy of your career is beating the Packers in a regular season game. Well done. <laughs> well done. You can you can have it, buddy. Uh, we'll keep, you know, going to NFC Championship games. We'll keep going to Super Bowls. You know, have you know, those 13 of them chilling at Lambeau Field, having a historic, incredible, meaningful stadium. And you can have your stadium to keep three killing wins birds. Three wins he's got. At, uh, huh? Three wins. Th- yeah, okay, there you go. He, he's walked away from three wins. Two ties. That's kind of impressive. Three, three, and two in his uh, career at Lambeau. Hmm. But, but I mean, hey, but you know, Lambeau's a dump. You know, it's got bleacher seats. Ooh, bleacher seats. Bleacher seats that I never sit in. Yeah. Apparently, he's never been to the club level. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Lamy. I will say Lambeau Field is actually very, very. Lovely. I think it's wonderful there. Yeah. And all the new updates they've done. Mm-hmm. My uncle, who lives in North Carolina, you know so what you he's can a season ticket holder. Seats? Have a bigger seating capacity. Yeah, unless you got, like I said, Jabba the Hutt and Shamu next to you. Doesn't matter. That's. I mean, it's warm. Yeah. My uncle, who lives in North Carolina, he's a season ticket holder at Lambeau. He has the front row of the new section that they've updated. The, uh, the up top? Y- yep. Oh, nice. So I will... Dude, that's... That's a good view to like watch plays develop and all that. I know. Yeah. I've been there with those tickets because he lives <laughs> in North Carolina. Invite. So uh, last time I was with Becker. That was the 
this is a game I don't want to talk about, the Cardinals game. Oh. And you but didn't jump. I didn't jump. Sissy. You know why I didn't jump, Rowdy? Because it was too nice there. It was like I was <laughs> appreciating it, taking it all in. I'm like, man, this is beautiful I up here. Look it's, at these upgrades. They're phenomenal. Though. No, don't believe Adam Thielen. It actually was very wonderful. And here's the thing. It wasn't bleacher seats. I was sitting in my own seat yeah, with a cup holder and everything. Yeah. Like I said, he's never been to the club level. Crazy. Adam Thielen, you stink. Actually, you're pretty good, but you stink. Your organization stinks. If, you I, guys can know, in, if I can get him in the later rounds, he's on my fantasy team. Same. <laughs> Congratulations. To later. Steals touchdowns from everybody. Getting some tweets in over this uh, bleacher seating situation here. Adam Thielen goes out over the weekend to call Lambeau Field a dump, essentially. Saying there's nothing better than leaving Lambeau with the win. Well, I would assume so because, you know, your job is to win football games. You play for the Vikings. But then he, for some reason, starts talking about how bad the away locker rooms are and that there's bleacher seating. Um, okay. Our guy, John37fold. What's up, Johnny? He tweets at my Twitter account. Ebo says, John says, Packers had a choice. Bleacher seats or trophy cases? Money well spent. And then J.A. Krebs says, we should be embarrassed by our trophy case. Two Super Bowls with two straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Okay. Well, you know, that's been the argument for the past, you know, couple decades here. And then Secondhand Smoke John (laughs) says, bleacher seats are a gift and a curse. One time you could be stuck sitting next to Juggernauts with his legs agape. Not Juggernauts, Juggernauts. With his legs. Need that room. Yep. Or the next people, the next time, the people to the side of you got too drunk and passed up before the game, and they're leaving a lot of space. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about anything then. Or, Johnny, I'll throw a third one, or uh, second-hand smoke, Johnny, I'll throw a third one in there for you. You're stuck in between Shamu and Jabba the Hutt. That's, I'd say that's juggernauts. That That's under the juggernauts category. Yeah. This is jugger body. Yeah. It's just like, my God, obesity is at an all-time high. It's right here to the left and the right of me. I think juggernauts encompasses everybody who takes up more space than they paid for. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how anyone – I mean, listen. Yes, when it gets cold out, you want to be next to the two obese bodies because it keeps you warm. You can always bring a blanket in. It's like, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back where Luke Skywalker's out in the Hoth system and then Han Solo's got to go find him. And he Slice. opens up a tauntaun or whatever it is, and he sticks Luke in it with the body heat, keeps him warm with all the blubber. I mean, the tauntaun was dead. Yeah, yeah, nice and warm. Got to stick it in. <laughs> and I thought they smelled dead <laughs> the on the outside. The tauntaun froze. So <laughs> let's not make sure we do. So I don't know. Bleacher seating is fine. Whatever. Adam Thielen, go kick rocks, dude. Uh, but back to um, and this kind of goes into what uh, J. A. Krebs said here. But before that. What RJ, you've been to a lot of stadiums. Nelly, you've been to some stadiums. Uh, I've been to some stadiums. RJ's probably been to the most, just because of your time with Wisconsin football, I'd imagine. Sure. I would say the worst stadium I've ever been to was in Orlando, uh, Raymond James Stadium. That's Tampa. Or, no, yeah. Or, yeah, Are Tampa. Are you talking about talking, Citrus Bowl? Al- Citrus. No, it's the one in Outback Bowl. Tampa. What, what stadium is that? Tampa Stadium? Yeah. No, you got it. But you said the wrong city. Oh, my bad. The yeah, Citrus Bowl or Camping World Stadium yeah. is Orlando. The Tampa Stadium, excuse me. Okay. That was the biggest pile of dump I've ever been to. It, that's just one of those cookie-cutter NFL stadiums now, though. It was a pile of crap. Yeah. It was bad. Was that the? Where's the one where you saw the dead body? That's Orlando. Okay. That's... That might be the one you're thinking of. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Then. But they they've recently upgraded a lot of stuff. Uh, okay, no, I am thinking of that one. Yeah, that one was t- Citrus Bowl used to be uh, not a bowl at all. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking. of. And then of. they added to it to make it a bowl. And you can totally there's two different parts of the stadium. Like they didn't even connect it together. It's like yes, the it's extension. Of, yeah, it, it was a pretty. Bad stadium. Um, you know, I haven't been to it since they remodeled and you redid ever been everything. to like an old supper club that hasn't like remodeled and they're just kind of like hanging on. They have like their food's not that great. They're just kind of hanging and like all the carpets like getting torn up. No, I haven't like, been to one of those yet. Or an old divey bar where the carpets like coming up. Like I walked into that stadium in Tampa or uh, um, what stadium am I thinking of again? Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. And it was like. It was like no one had updated it since like the seventies. It was the nastiest. The media area was terrible. Yeah, when we went there, everything for the about Capital it was One terrible. Bowl, it it like you walked in and you're like, 
all right. Uh, but that, that's, like, again, like there's cockroaches. That's a, that's a city-owned stadium, so Ugh. unless a referendum passes, it's not getting updated. A dump. Um, dump. So, yeah. Dump. It, I Like I said, I haven't been to it since they remodeled it. But I mean, heck, I think it did host a WrestleMania, so it probably did, <laughs> it got it had to have been upgraded for that. <laughs> Rody, you were at Fenway. Um, what was Fe- I've never been to Fenway. What was that like? I'm sure it was historic and awesome. Yeah, but it's it's really small. Yeah, like when you look that's at that's one of those that's like directly into a city block, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's really small, but it is it is older. It's it's brick, kind of like. Uh, not as obviously not as much as Wrigley, but there's a lot of brick around the area and then a lot of green. Yeah. And that's where you get your green, green monster. monster. <laughs> and a lot of green. Well, what would you rather what would you rather, you know, experience? Would you rather experience something like Lambeau Field that has this historic field that's been around forever? They've been you know, slowly adding updates, but it's still keeping its like flair. Or would you rather go to some new, brand new corporate sponsored cookie cutter? Stadium like U.S. Bank Stadium. I personally am a more of a traditionalist, like the old school stuff. I would prefer the Lambeau Fields as opposed to the U.S. Bank Stadiums. Yeah, I'm with you there. Give me the more historic stadium, uh, the more uh, the outside elements. Yeah. Give me that the bleacher experience. seats next to Shamu and Jabba the Hut. Like I'll I'll even say this. Uh, Going to the spill some beer on me, baby. Going to the Metrodome, even though you knew nothing was going to happen in the inside, except if it snows too much and the roof caves in. <laughs> um, I like Minnesota's new stadium. I think it's not called TCF anymore because they got bought out and they're yeah. getting a new corporate sponsor name. But that that stadium's much better than the Metrodome is, and I've never been to U.S. Bank Stadium, but. It sounds like it was built poorly in the sense it's hard to get around in if there's a sellout. Yes, Rowdy, a lot of those you? older, a lot of those older places like Wrigley and Fenway, they have their own little like neighborhoods though, which are yeah. kind of cool. Totally, like, yeah. Like the Yankee Way was in in the Fenway area, and then obviously you have Wrigleyville, yeah, which is that that whole area around it. You're right. Um, it, or it's, just it's like not just old, because it's bars, but it's old historic yeah. neighborhoods. Just go look around Green Bay or Lambeau Field in Green Bay. You have you have listen. You can go to house parties all over that place. You got Kroll sitting right there. You can go get loaded in you the parking lot. You got Town. You got Title Town. You got all the bars there. You literally have a historic or a historic stadium dropped into the middle of suburbia. Yeah, you can go park for twenty bucks in someone's yard at the tops. And then they're like, "Hey, you want some beers? You want some brats? You can go take a leak in my bathroom if you want." Are you Are you sure? Yeah, come on yeah, in. Come on in. <laughs> Speaking about taking a leaks, Knutson messages in and says, "We need to bring back troughs to Camp Randall." I agree with that. Bring yeah. back the trough. When men were men, you go lined up on a trough a and just more let her fly. Could pee one time, that line's getting a lot shorter with just the trough. my friend. Keep your eyes on the road. That was please. one of my favorite parts. Just stare straight at. We don't need the wandering eyes. Huh? That was one of my favorite parts of Notre Dame Stadium <laughs> when I went to a game. Compare <laughs> your, your favorite part, Rowdy, is pissing in a trough. Yeah, because you didn't have to wait the long lines. <laughs> you and, and by the way, like Notre Dame do- was absolutely terrible that year. Is when Jimmy Clausen was a freshman, first year starting, <laughs> and they got pummeled by Air Force. Yeah, that's one. If there's a space, because you know sometimes in troughs, you know you got the little dip where uh-huh. you're. The, the stall is. People will just pony up between you two. And they get, they're like, oh, yep. you can make a little room here. Excuse we're me. Get, we're getting cozy. Yeah, don't mind me. Uh, snuggle up here. Keep your eyes on the road, though, all right? All right, so here's Adam Thielen. Comments real quick one more time from Adam Thielen about Lambo. There's nothing better than leaving Lambo with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Well, so, what's that locker room like compared to what you times. have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's nothing fashion. Fancy about it, like there's it's bleacher seats. <laughs> He's done it three times in eight years. And by the way, Mankato State, we looked it up, has bleacher seating. That's for Adam Thielen. Is it even a stadium, or is football. it just bleachers? Uh, I'd have to go look at it again. But there was a lot of bleachers in there. It was uh it was like it looked like a like a generic like low level high school that you'd go to. Yeah. So I mean, like anybody in the WEAC probably has a better stadium than that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, definitely, and that's not a diss on the WeX schools. I, I've been to Whitewater. Uh, that's uh, that's an amazing stadium. Um, no, Rowdy was at a football game yeah. on uh, was that Saturday, Rowdy, or Friday? Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. You're at Stoughton, weren't you? Yep. 
What's the seating like there? Bleachers? Is it bleachers? Of course it's bleachers. Hell, you know why? Because that's that's what makes football football. Bleachers. <laughs> bleachers seating. <laughs> Bring back the trough so we can all piss in them. All right. Put them in the ladies' bathroom, It's more too. or less where you're not waiting in super long lines. Uh, let's see here. Our guy Packers JT Jeff says, was at Badgers versus Kentucky and Dallas. Stadium is incredible. But give me Lambeau every time. Every time. Give me the bleachers. I want to be next to the fatties. I need the body warmth. I'm skinny. I want beer spilled on me. Uh. I want cheese dumped on my lap. I want outdoor seating. <laughs> I want to piss in the troughs. <laughs> That's when we went soft. That's when we got urinals. Give me the troughs. <laughs> All right, so Nelly, we were talking a little bit about Mike Florio and his comments there, saying that the Packers are essentially going to weaponize Packers Nation because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be hated by said Packers Nations and the Cheeseheads. Do you think that's good leverage for the Packer fans to hold over Aaron Rodgers? Do you think Aaron Rodgers really cares if he's hated by uh, the team that embraced him for so long? I think it would bug him a little bit. I think that would probably bug anyone a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you poured your heart and soul out for uh, an organization, a fan base for 16 years just for them to turn your their backs on you and boo you if you ever to play them again and, and disparage, pff, spit on your name, maybe send nasty messages to you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I bet you that would bug anyone. Totally. But I forgave Brett Favre. Did you ever, like, hate Brett Favre over all of it? No. I never hated Brett Favre either. In fact, I was, like, kind of... And sometimes I sided with Brett Favre. I'm like, they never gave you weapons. They never they never did anything for you, Brett. You were out there, the Iron Man streak, just giving it your all. Well, I remember when your dad died and you went and crushed the Oakland Raiders. You poured your heart and soul out and they couldn't even give you a weapon. I was I almost sided with Brett Favre the entire time. But then <laughs> but then when he donned the the purple jersey, then I was just like, Well, I just can't do this anymore. I never, I didn't hate the guy though. See, I was still rooting for him. You root for no, the old not, gunslinger wearing the purple? Not when the Vikings were playing the Packers, but in other games, yeah. Brett Favre was my favorite player growing up. Okay, when I did see the Vikings playing other people that weren't named the Packers, yeah, I did cheer for Brett Favre. I didn't cheer for the Vikings per se, but I cheered for Brett Favre, which in essence is... You're cheering for the Vikings. It's dirty to say I was trying to cheer for the Vikings. But when they played against... Man. But when they played against the Packers, though, then it was... It was like a broken home, man. My heart was split in two. But Aaron Rodgers, it's it 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 feels different. Does it feel different to you? With this Aaron? I mean, it is different. Don't get me wrong. But is this breakup messier than the Favre breakup? Like, how does this break? If the I, breakup does happen, I think it is because when you look at and remember what Brett Favre did, Brett Favre was the one that was waffling back and forth. And no. they allowed him to go back and forth for multiple years. And then finally, Ted Thompson's like, well, we got this guy named Aaron Rodgers. He's got a lot of talent and he's sitting on the bench. We think he's ready. You're done. Yeah. You know, it, it was be, it was like, you can't do this anymore, right? Give us an answer now. And then when he kept waffling, they're like, all right, we're going with Rodgers. You're done. There's no, in my opinion, there's no Aaron Rodgers that's sitting there. You have a Jordan Love that's been there for one year and he didn't even suit up. Well, I mean, in a tracksuit. That is a kind of suit. But yes, you're right. He didn't suit up. He didn't do anything. But now the man. And you don't have a guy that's not waffling back and forth. For all accounts, wasn't it Aaron Rodgers was like, I'm going to be here until I'm 40. Yeah. And it's not it's not a straight straight on just, hey, you're done either. It's like, well, are we going to trade him? Are we going to not allow him? To, are we going to make him retire like that? So uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported yesterday that the uh, Rodgers and the Packers are, quote, still actively looking for solutions. They're trying to keep an open line of communication with Rodgers and his agent, but right now there's no traction in the short term. But many people around the league believe that Rodgers is indeed dug in, and there's a belief by some that he wants to be out west and that teams – the people in the know are buzzing in league circles that the Broncos are front runners for Aaron Rodgers. And the Broncos are monitoring the situation between Rodgers and the Packers. And the Broncos didn't address the quarterback position, uh, you know, 
in the draft, but they do have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, they did acquire Teddy Bridgewater. So, man. And also then I saw this, this coming out of nowhere, that the Miami Dolphins are now going to be trying to throw their hat in the ring for the Rodgers uh, sweepstakes if there indeed is one. So the Dolphins are prepared to make a move for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the, here's the thing, though. If I was like 75% of the teams in the NFL, wouldn't you be trying to get Rodgers no matter what? Like, yeah, I would if you're be. if you if you're anyone with a pulse who is in a GM front office position, you're always trying to upgrade your quarterback position. I would be giving up anything to try to get Aaron Rodgers. Who do the Dolphins have? is it Tua? Who else is there? It's Tua now. It's just Tua's Tua's time. Yeah, because remember it was Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and then Fitzpatrick's the football team, and it's just now Tua. Weren't they trying to get rid of Tua though? The Dolphins last year. So now I think it's just Tua. I think I think you're right. Aaron Rodgers to Miami for Tua Tagovailoa. I've been practicing. Oh yeah, I've been practicing that name. And I don't know, like a boatload of picks and players, and uh, hopefully some warmer weather too comes from Miami because I'm sick of waking up and it's like 30 degrees. I, I would prefer it to be in the 60s, 70s, hell, even the 80s. So Rowdy, there's a bunch of uh, teams throwing their hats in the ring. Obviously, the Raiders have been getting some traction. The Broncos, we were just talking about. I don't like, me personally, I don't like what the Broncos would have to offer. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to get from the Broncos? Um, it's going to be obviously first round picks. And then I know Sertan, yeah, the Sertan, corner that they selected. But do you really need a corner? I mean, you I mean, just, you just selected, selected Eric one. Stokes. Yeah. So it'd be Sertan, a wide receiver, Tim Patrick, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick. And then the Broncos would get Rodgers and cornerback Eric Stokes. So this is the the yeah, and pontificating I've also, here. I've also seen where they've thrown in, what is it, like uh, Jerry Judy was one that was mentioned. Obviously, he was a top receiver that was drafted two years ago. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Dolphins that. are a team that the, over the last two drafts have had a ton of draft capital, and I'm pretty sure they have another draft upcoming this in what would 2022 where they have a lot of draft capital. Yeah, they're like over their cup overfloweth with draft capital. I don't know. I me personally, I just it's all what do you think they have in Jordan Love, but I, I don't think anyone can go out there and say that they they know for a fact Jordan Love is going to be good. Okay, so speaking of Jordan Love and I want to talk about this coming up. I I want to talk to the other teams that are uh, allegedly throwing their hat in the ring to get Aaron Rodgers and what they would give up. Um this one's Rogers called in again and requested this one. Led Zeppelin's babe, I'm going to leave you. But there also is this idea floating around to appease Aaron Rodgers. And it's something that we brought up, so I don't know if Brian Gutekunst would do it. I've now seen a little talk of trading Jordan Love. Well, that would definitely appease Aaron Rodgers, right? Especially if a, a lot of this stuff is true that's coming out. Yeah, but what would that do to Brian Gutekunst? What do you, you said I'm Rodgers' lapdog now? Man. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about it up against the break. And Rogers did call in to our private request line, and he said, could you please play this for me? So Rogers trying to help you out. I don't know if the song suggestion is helping out the cause, but here is uh, Babe, I'm Going to Leave You off of Led Zeppelin 1, the debut album from, uh, obviously, Led Zeppelin. We'll come right back. All right, so this Rogers fiasco, Rogers watch, as annoying as it is, it is relevant. This month is going to be long. How many days are in this month? 31? I mean, they're in friggin' May. Mm, yes. All I right. mean, June 1st is that's, three weeks from tomorrow. That's a It's a Tuesday. Yeah, three weeks from tomorrow. Good point, Rowdy. And that's I think we'll get some more clarity. Uh, but right now, a lot of people, teams, organizations throwing their hat in the ring. Um, I've been kind of keeping track of what's going on here in Rogers Watch. Uh, the Denver Broncos, according to a lot, are the odds-on favorite uh, to la- outside of Green Bay to land Aaron Rodgers. Um, before I tell you the other ones, I'm j- I'm just curious. This might bite bite me in the ass, but welcome to the show. Who's this? Vagabond John calling it from Stevens Point. How are you guys doing? Oh, thank you, Johnny. I thought it was someone else. John, is you're a, a breath of fresh air on this Monday. What is up, brother? So I saw a stat. 
and you guys may have already covered it. You may have not. I can't cite my source. I'm not a big J, so I'm not too worried about it. We don't it. care. But we don't want. We don't want big J's on here anyway. So it's all good. Thank God. Screw those guys. Yes. But um, I saw that one top five in salary quarterback has played in a Super Bowl since 2000. Uh, since 2000, and that was Peyton Manning in 2003. So for that year, all the quarterbacks that are in salary ranked, only one in that top five has made it to a Super Bowl since 2003. And I went back and I double-checked this, and like a lot of it screwed up because like 2007 to 2009, you have Jamarcus Russell in the top five paid. So Really interesting stat for anybody who's curious to go look at, like, top five paid quarterbacks. You're going to see some people, you're like, they suck. But, um, yeah. but that was back when they were given those huge rookie deals because I think Sam Bradford might have uh, been uh, top five in the league a couple different times. Yep, but the interesting part about it is if you look at Brady's career, there's a you know six- to seven-year window where he didn't make any Super Bowls. And I double-checked against this stat, and sure as hell, it's, it's the years he was in the top five paid. You know, he's the guy that's known for taking that discount yeah. to get to the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl discount. So, anyways, this all leads back to you hear a lot of Packers fans, you know, you got to do anything you can to keep Rodgers. This is our only chance for a Super Bowl. And historically, unless you think there's something God-given about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, which, I mean, I'll cheers to that. <laughs> but historically, and if you're a gambling guy, turns out your friends, there's no way we make a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers if he's a top five paid quarterback. So what like, you're saying is trade trade seven. away Aaron Rodgers, and it's time for Jordan Love on that rookie yeah, and deal. Yeah, I think baby. there was another there was another uh, fact where it was like if no quarterback in the history of the NFL making more than was it thirty or thirty five million dollars had ever made or won a Super Bowl either. So I'm fascinated to see how this plays out with Mahomes because next year he's on the line for like $45 million or whatever. Yeah. And so if he all of a sudden, if that team starts to take a step backwards, I'm never, I'm never rooting for a Hall of Fame, you know, high-paid quarterback again. Like, screw that. I don't want that on my team. <laughs> screw that. I want some mid-level guy that makes no money. Yeah, you're screaming for what? The Trent Dilfers and the Brad Johnsons? Or the Jordan well, Loves. You know, you got you to continually look for young guys or, uh, or you know, I always throw this name out there just because it pisses people off that he, he made a Super Bowl. The Rex Grossman's of the oh, world. Oh, I love yeah. I love Sexy Rexy. You so see you Bernard Berryman triple cover downfield, Vagabond Johnny? F it. I'm throwing it to him. Send it downfield. Send yeah, it. I, I saw that stat. I thought, it was, I thought it would be an interesting angle on the perspective. You look at Ben Roethlisberger. You look at Russell Wilson. You look at uh, all these guys. Drew Brees. As soon as they were highest paid, boom, all of a sudden hey. it's – they don't make the Super Bowl. Johnny, you want another good stat, brother? This was uh, for the Brewers, though. Yeah. On Mother's Day, they own the best record on Mother's Day for all organizations, 34-20. and 20. He said that on the radio yesterday, and I almost shit my pants. I was like, dude, you're going to jinx it. <laughs> the 10th inning, what are you doing? Oh, I don't know if that worked. But that was, a, that was a hell of a game. Johnny, you are the man. Oh, yeah, oh hey, hey. You were, yeah, what's up? Um, you were in Green Bay, right? Yeah. Uh, what Thursday, Friday? Yes, sir. Did you see my uh, see my story at the stadium view? I, I did. Were you were you there Saturday? I was not. I was, I was going to say because that not. Ryan that Ryan Wing, the guy who was a the um, um, sportscaster up there for Fox Eleven, he reported seeing Aaron Rodgers Saturday morning, and then two hours no. later he had to walk it back. I throw I throw a mean ball. Yeah, I was saying, maybe that was you. Hair. You got brown so, hair. Uh, you know, some people may confuse me for Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it depends how drunk they are, right? Depends on the sources. <laughs> hey, thank you, my Johnny. Always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. See you, buddy. I don't, I don't know if the dump button worked on that one, Rowdy. Uh, you saw me hit it, though, didn't you? I saw you push it. I just wanted knowing that I did push the dump button. If it didn't work, then um, the gremlin's in the system. All right, so I'm looking here at teams throwing their hat in the ring. And we had talked about the Broncos, right? The Broncos would send their uh, cornerback, Sertain, uh, wide receiver Tim Patrick, 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round pick, and the Broncos would get Aaron Rodgers and the cornerback that Goody just drafted, Eric Stokes. I don't care for that deal. You, Rowdy? Because, I mean, it's Jordan loves time, and um, then you got to wait on the 2022 first-round pick, and you got to wait for the 2023 first-round pick, and you get a cornerback in Sertain, okay, whatever, and Tim Patrick. I don't know nay to this deal 
Yeah, and I know there's been different uh, ones where Jerry Judy's been thrown in there. I think Bradley Chubb's also been mentioned in some of them. I I don't know. I just I just don't personally like it. I, if we were going to trade and and look at some of the other teams that were uh, mentioned in there, I think some other teams would give you more right, players well, me, that were appealing. Let me ask you this one. Uh, this and you said Chubb, right? The player, but this would give uh, one of our our call or listeners and callers in Shano, our guy Doug and G Dub, they would get some chubbies over this one because this would be sending Aaron Rodgers to the Washington Football Team, which Doug and G Dub are fans of. The Packers, in return, would get for Rodgers, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, um, and that's that in exchange for Rodgers. What would you think about that? That might be worse than what Denver could give him. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2023 second-round pick. For Rodgers, that's worse than uh, what Denver would give up. I would uh, be inclined to agree with you. Ryan Fitzpatrick and a bunch of picks that you well, don't know Well, you know that Ryan out. Fitzpatrick was just that one-year stopgap. Yeah. And then it's basically two firsts and two seconds. So you literally would just get a bunch of pick, a stopgap and a bunch of picks that you don't know if they're going to work out or not for Aaron Rodgers, who you should literally get a King's Ransom for. Interesting. All right, next one. We talked about the Miami Dolphins a little bit because they want to throw their hat in the ring. Packers for Rodgers. This is kind of on the same vein, but what do you do with love now? Packers would get quarterback for Rodgers. They would get quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick, allegedly. So that's two firsts, a second, and then Tua? Yes. But then wouldn't you be admitting if you did that trade that uh... – Jordan loves a bum. Yeah, because they're from the same exact draft class, and you Cor- went yes. up and traded up for Jordan Love. Yes, throw that one in the trash. What are these teams? If these are true, what are these teams doing? What are you doing? This is Aaron Rodgers. This isn't friggin'. I don't know. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. Enough said. I think my favorite one out of some of the teams that were listed would have been uh, Oak or Las Vegas. We'll get to that. We'll get to that coming up. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Las Vegas Raiders. All right, see you, Charlie. Uh, bye. <laughs> the kid said he wasn't calling in again, and here he is calling in again. We played him the graduation song with vitamin C. Here he is calling in again. You are a terrible liar, Charlie. I will right, we'll talk to the Raiders one coming up here. Also, Rowdy's got to do a gambling pick. Last time I checked, you won on Friday, Rowdy, right? We did, even though the Diamondbacks couldn't uh, win the entire game. That's why you do the F5. Thanks for that first five innings. Hell yeah. All right. A lot of head games going out there with organizations trying to get Rodgers. Also, head games with the Packers as the reports out there that they're going to weaponize the Packers fan base in the sense that Rodgers, being the sensitive man that he is, according to Mike Florio, does not want to be hated, booed, and jeered by Packer Nation. Well, it's kind of already happening. So the Packers think they got the leverage that they, as in, the Packer Nation will turn on Rodgers, and they don't. They know Rodgers doesn't want that to happen. It's mental warfare out there. Here is the big one that we wanted to talk about before the razor's edge. The Las Vegas Raiders, they would, in exchange for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers alone, send quarterback Derek Carr a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. What is... The allure here. Is it just Derek Carr and the potential of first-round picks in 2022 and 2023? And then the 2022 second-round pick? Is Derek Carr that big of a allure to make this work if you're Brian Gutekunst? Well, one of the things that Derek Carr has on his resume that the Tua's of the world don't have, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world don't have, or Locke and Bridgewater... He's a multiple-time Pro Bowler. I mean, the guy was in the MVP race not too long ago. He's shown he's a, a lot of promise, and he's got a ton of upside. And he's got rapport and connection already with Devontae Adams. There's that. He played at school with Devontae Adams at Fresno State. Then if you look at his contract, this upcoming year, He's only going to be, his cap hits $22 million. So Mm -hmm. he's not the super highest paid guy. And after that year, 
after this upcoming year. He's under contract for one more season, and if they cut him, there's no cap hit. It's basically he's he's got one year to be that quote-unquote gap quarterback between Jordan Love and whatever, and then after that, you could even pencil him in for a second year, and then you have to make a decision. Do you want to go with Love? Do you want to go with Derek Carr? And again, he's got a guy that's got a higher ceiling. He's played really well in the past, and he's been a multiple-time Pro Bowler. Okay, so let's say, and <laughs> and wild. people love Brett Favre, and the guy's game is definitely modeled after Brett Favre. He's a gunslinger. Andy, where's the number four? We just have to unretire the number four to give it to him. But Rowdy, if let's say this happens, and he, he, Rogers goes to Vegas, we Carr in the in the picks. Carr comes to Green Bay. What does that say then with Jordan Love and Brian Gutekunst? You gave away, or didn't give away, you traded away Aaron Rodgers for Derek Carr? You think, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. Derek Carr, you went, it's obviously a step down. Derek Carr, I like Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. He's obviously not an Aaron Rodgers. But Rowdy, what's that say about Brian Gutekunst and Jordan Love? What, what, let's say. Well, he's making this type of trade with how uh, Derek Carr's contract is structured. Being a cap hit of $22 million, and then the next year, if you cut him, they have absolutely no dead cap whatsoever. He's not even admitting that he was wrong with Jordan Love. He's basically getting a good court, the best quarterback he could get for one, maybe two years. And if he did want to cut him, it's really nothing against their cap hit. Derek Carr's cap hit, if they cut him in 2021, is $2.5 million. $2.5 million, that's it? And then it's nothing in 2022. Huh. And, the and then you would add multiple first round picks in in the second. Okay, how about this one? We'll we'll circle back to the Vegas or the yeah the car, LA LA Las Vegas Raiders one. But first, how about this one? I saw the Giants now throwing their hat in the ring. I do not. Here, let me let me read it. Let me read it. <laughs> I don't. Let me read it. Daniel Jones sucks. No no no, he's not involved in this. Giants get Aaron Rodgers. The Packers would get wide receiver Sterling Shepard, a twenty twenty two first round pick. A 2022 first-round pick from the Bears, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2023 second-round pick. And then it would obviously be Jordan Love's team. Sterling Shepard and a bunch of draft capital. Like Sterling Shepard's a solid receiver. He's probably, well, obviously he'd be the Packers' number two if they kept Devontae Adams. But he's been oft injured. And then you get three first-round picks in a second. Yes. And two of them would be for next year? Yes. You get two first-round picks for the 2022 draft, and then you get uh, a first-round pick in the 2023 draft and a second-round pick in the 2023 draft with Sterling Shepard. See, that's the one thing I feel like the Packers really – if you're still trying to be competitive and win right now with the roster that was assembled that was being backloaded for the next few years because it's – Almost like they were planning to have Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah, I don't know why you would be trading for a wide receiver if you're going to be trading for players that would step in and play right away. Oh man, this now is I, just I understand that they only technically have one receiver under contract for next year, but yeah, and that's the that's the cat they drafted, right? Yeah, Mari Mari Rogers. Rogers. The Aaron Rodgers saga that is. It is in the At Packers At first, I drama. thought you were going to say Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones there, is garbage. So. That guy is trash. He stinks. Daniel Jones sucks. I have no problem saying that. This Rodgers drama is just getting nauseating. It is like, and here's the thing. We're not going to get any answers, probably, until June 1st, June 2nd. So there's that. Which is still three weeks away. Nothing better than the Milwaukee Brewers on Mother's Day. The Brewers are now 34-20 and 20 all-time on Mother's Day. The best record in all of majors on said day. Man, it shows you that the Brewers are mother lovers, man. They love all the moms out there. From their own to the MILFs to the GILFs. You better believe they love moms. Rowdy, nothing better than Mother's Day. than uh, You remember Billy Hall? Bill Hall? Bill Hall up there on Mother's Day, the pink bat, going yard all the time. Uh, Freddie Peralta makes his debut on Mother's Day, strikes out 13. That was when we're like, who is this guy? Because who was, was it Jimmy Nelson who ended up getting sick last minute? And then they called up, because uh, weren't they in Colorado? I don't remember who it was. But so, the starting pitcher got sick, and they're like, hey. We but they this, were in Colorado. We got this guy uh, in you know the minors. We should call him quick for a spot start. Freddie Peralta comes in, strikes out 13 on Mother's Day with his mom watching. That was special. 
Uh, Manny Pena with his mom watching and his, uh, well, his mom watching from Venezuela and then his wife in the stands. He uh, had a three-run shot a couple years ago on Mother's Day for, uh, you know, the, the crew to give some bravado on Mother's Day with the pink bats, the pink catching gear, the pink belts, the pink cleats, the pink you name it. Brewers beast out on Mother's Day. And add another one to the books as the Brewers win 2-1 to one over the fish. Daniel Vogelback goes back, 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 back. With um, well, how would you describe that home run from Vogelback, Rowdy? A piss missile? Yeah, just a line shot. I don't think it got higher than twenty feet off the ground, and it didn't uh, go too far past the fence. I think the, I think it was clocked at a hundred and over a hundred and fourteen miles an hour exit velocity once it left his bat, and I think the distance on it was in the three forties. So it didn't clear the fence by much. <laughs> it did not. Uh, that thing was a. Yeah, I'll say it. A piss missile. They said that, they said it right here went 357 feet. I don't know. I think it, I don't. I think it's shorter than that. And then how about this old friend? I know Pete from Anona called in uh, a while ago and, and sang us some more awesome songs he's been doing lately. But he was talking about Lewis Brinson. Brinson homered too in that game uh, yesterday. 412 feet. But then it would be Tyrone Taylor. Obviously Brinson with the Marlins now. Tyrone Taylor in the tenth with the single to left center. Uh, your guy Reyes would score. Vogel back to second. That would be the difference for the Brewers as they win two to one. You know Josh Hader over the weekend, uh, fastest ever to 400 career strikeouts for uh, any any team. Obviously, he's a Milwaukee Brewer. And Hader in last or yesterday afternoon, Rowdy in that uh, what is that the ninth inning? Why didn't they? Why can't they keep Hader in games? Why did Drew Rasmussen and who got the save by the way, his first career save ever? But why can't you keep Hader? And he only threw 15 pitches. Well, I think the biggest issue here is the fact that the the Milwaukee Brewers offense is still just not scoring. Stagnant. Now, obviously, you have a lot of guys out still. But it's not only that they're not scoring. It's how they're not scoring. They're still putting guys on base. Nine left on Nine base. Nine left on base. I mean, you we talked about that Philadelphia series at nauseum last week. A little stinky. And every single game it was they were leaving eight, nine guys on base. They had a ton of different opportunities to hit with runners in scoring position, and they still, they're just not doing it. Right now they're lucky that the bullpen is starting to really figure it out. They're starting to get healthy and get their ducks in a row in the seven, eight, nine innings. Yeah. But that hitting's going to have to come around soon, and I think – to be completely honest, some of the biggest people that you need to look at are the guys in the outfield because you're not getting a whole lot from Lorenzo Kane outside of a couple games. You're not getting a whole lot offensively out of Jackie Bradley Jr. And Garcia starting to swing the bat better lately, but before the last week or so, you weren't getting a ton out of him. Did Bradley even play yesterday? No, he didn't. Jackie Bradley Jr.? Did he play yesterday? He played. He went one for four. Oh, did he? I don't then you have... Oh, I'm looking at Saturday's lineup. Christian Yelich, who once again is MIA, and they're saying he's still got a back injury. And, you know, we're going to look at him, and he's out there throwing, but he's not hitting, and we're going to keep evaluating him. Remember when we were talking about this probably a couple weeks ago? And I said, I, I think May 11th would be a good date to finally get all these guys back. That's like 35 games in. Yes. You're starting another, uh, homestand yes well they're gonna get to that may 11th date tomorrow and a lot of those guys still aren't gonna be back no um here's your update for christian yelich by the way uh christian yelich from the injury notes (laughs) you guys want to go have a catch with old pops you want to have a catch with dad as christian yelich with the lower back strain has changed exercises and is playing catch but he's not hitting so he's having a catch not hitting. Quote, very active Saturday, but it's a matter of increasing activity and then see what happens after the activity. I'm not kidding you. This is the this is the note on Christian Yelich. He's playing catch, but not hitting. Quote, he was very active Saturday. It's a matter of increasing activity and then see what happens after the activity. Rowdy, that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement of Christian Yelich coming back. Yeah, it's it's just you just sit there and you go, what the hell's going on? There's no like wasn't nothing it weird? back from the MRIs. Wasn't it weird they brought him back for one game? Went two for four? 
and then just couldn't do it again, apparently, according to Craig Council. It was very weird. So he's having a catch, but he's not hitting, and they're going to let him be active, and then they'll increase activity to see what happens after his activities. His back was so bad in the game he played, he went two for four. There's so much room for activities with Christian Yelich. Uh, our guy Cinderella, uh, Cinderella man, excuse me, says, "What was our record during the 17 game stretch?" He says eight and nine during those 17 games. Can't complain; it's a long season. Um, Rowdy, you were bringing up a stat earlier. So yeah, obviously they got swept in four games to the Phillies, but they beat the Dodgers in a four game series, and then they lost the last one. Obviously. Well, I was just talking about how it felt like they've done a lot of losing because they have done a lot of losing. They've only lost one in the series. last week. But out of those three series, they only lost the one, and it happened to be the four straight games yeah. to Philadelphia. They've only lost one series. Or else they went 3-1 and one against the Dodgers, which the loss happened in the last game of the series. Then you lose four straight to the Phillies, and then you open up the Marlins series where you obviously took the series 2-1, to one, but you open that up with a loss. So you had that six losses compounded right there in a row. Mm. So how about this? I was just chuckling about this. On Saturday... Adrian Hauser, the starting pitcher, went yard again. He hit a dinger off of Castano. And if you remember the last time the Brewers played the Marlins, Adrian Hauser went yard off Castano. So Adrian Hauser, Rowdy, right now has two home runs on the season. Keston Hira, who, <laughs> you know, the man can hit, right? Well, to the point of the lack of hitting, he got sent down to the minors. Do you know Keston Hira, how many home runs he has this year, Rowdy? Not in the minors, but just in the majors? One. Correct. Adrian Hauser, one of the Brewers' starting pitcher, has two. What's what's happening? Yeah, I saw a tweet. What's that happening? Was, I saw a tweet that was kind of funny where it was like, can Adrian Hauser or Brandon Woodruff play first base on their off days? <laughs> no kidding. Hey, well, Daniel Vogelback yesterday had a home run. He had that piss missile out of uh, out in the right field. He's also batting about... I don't know, 70 points below how much he weighs. <laughs> He's batting 194. Uh, what does Vogelback weigh? That's a good question. I'm going to go Google that. But, yeah, looking at this Brewers lineup, dude, they are the walking wounded. They have so many guys that, I mean, I'm looking at this this you know box score from yesterday. And, you know, Tyrone Taylor, he's the guy that comes up big in the 10th. You know, Billy McKinney is out there. Who they're using these catchers that shouldn't even be in the majors. Now, granted, they did get Manny Pena back. Brett Anderson did start yesterday's game, went three innings, and they said that was precautionary, that was planned, that he was only going to go about three innings just to see how he felt. And he looked relatively pretty good. And also we got a new update from uh, yesterday that Corbin Burns is expected back sometime this week. He's going to be throwing some simulated stuff today from what I was reading, and then he should be ready for the homestand, which starts tomorrow. We already already had reviews on Josh Lindblom about how he was throwing in the minor leagues and actually looked all right. (laughs) Omar Omar Nervaez was doing some sprinting in the outfield yesterday, so it's looking like he's getting back to being closer than than still injured. But check it out. The Brewers are still one of the better how records about, in the majors. How about we haven't talked about this guy at all since his injury occurred? But how about Daniel Robertson and his concussion? Yeah, what's up with him? Supposedly he's got a concussion from when the Cubs hit him in the head. Those dirty, dirty Cubs. Yet tisk, they, tisk, tisk. Yet they took offense of when one got away. With uh, and hit Wilson Contreras in the head. The guy didn't even miss any time. Daniel no. Robertson hasn't played in two weeks. So who's the dirty franchise here? Oh, yeah, it's the Cubs. Oh, yeah, by the way, Cubbies yesterday fly the L, loses the Pirates. you love to see that. Rowdy, which one do you want to go by? Daniel Vogelbach, according to Wikipedia, is 250, but Daniel Vogelbach, uh, according to baseball reference, is 270. We'll split split the difference and call him 260. Well, he's batting 194. <laughs> Probably closer to 270 now that he's in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Oh, man, God, that's a big boy at first base. And the other first baseman, Keston Hira, um, yeah, he's in the minors, and one of the Brewers pitchers has more home runs than he does. In fact, he's got double the amount that Keston Hira has. Well, the sad part is 
you're going to have Hauser up there pretty far on the Brewers' statistic of home runs this season. Yeah. The This is troubling, dude. Uh, but here's the thing. The Brewers are still finding ways to win. Hauser's 10th on the team in home runs, too. Who's 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 around him? Like who should be above him? That's below him. Besides um, Hira, he's ahead of Hira. He's ahead of Colton Wong, or he's tied with Colton Wong. But Colton Wong's been injured. Tied yeah. with Manny Pena. Tied with uh, Jacob Nottingham. <laughs> Literally the Triple A catcher that hit two home runs in one game. Yeah. And you just have a bunch of guys that are sitting there with three. Oh my God, Adrian Hauser. Hey, love it. You absolutely love it, Adrian Hauser. Has more home runs than Keston Hira in the majors with a lot less at-bats and off the same number of pitchers. Right, right, Rowdy? Both off of one. Both off of one pitcher. Hauser has two. Keston Hira, one. Wowzers. This guy's always hitting home runs. What's up, Z in the D? Not much, my friend. How we living, big hitter? I wouldn't say I'm a home run hitter. I'm more of a hit the gap, singles, maybe a double if my legs are feeling good today. But weren't yeah, you calling in it. talking about like dating a stripper or something or going on a date with a stripper? Whoa, 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 whoa! That's <laughs> different day, different ballpark. Okay. I mean, I went, I went three for three yesterday in hometown, but hey, and got the save. But what's up? And what's up? <laughs> and I guess if you want to take the home run with a stripper, it's going to cost you. Oh, it's going to take me to the bank. It's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, take money don't cleaners. grow on trees. No, but you throw them at some poles. Oh, hell. Heck yeah. Hiya. <laughs> Zach, what's on your mind today, brother? Not much. Uh, so we're talking with some first base struggles. I mean, I love Vogelbach. Don't get me wrong. Guys, he's pretty much what Milwaukee is. Yeah, he looks like a Wisconsinite. We like beer. Yeah. He's a true Wisconsinite. Yeah. We eat cheese curds, drink beer, and we play Euchre. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't mind. I, I know we, we signed D. Strange Gordon to a minor league deal. We brought back Haran Perez under minor league deal. Uh, Nelly, what do you think about Albert Pujols on possibly a minor league deal or just straight up signing him to a major league deal? Love it. I mean, you know, you know it's not going to be too much money because I don't think he wants to retire. I think he wants this to be his last year. And... I think this is a possibility. It's either that, the Sox, the White Sox, or the uh, Tony La Russa came out and said that, that he was not going to be signing pool holes over the weekend, I saw. Well, Tony La Russa doesn't even know the extra inning rule. So That's correct. He even say? That's true. What is he? Yeah, so. But, yeah, yeah, right when that news came out, I sent out a tweet saying, actually, it might make a little bit of sense for the Brewers to take a little cheap flyer on Albert Pujols. At the time, I mean – He's still at. He's not hitting the ball well by any means, but he's also in his forties. But he's got a better average than Vogelback <laughs> and Keston Hira. He had more home runs than both of them combined. And you got to think that with the name of Albert Pujols, that's going to put some extra butt in the seats. That's going to create another little bit of a buzz around the team. And he's chasing records. I mean, he's closing in on six hundred and seventy home runs. Jersey sales. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's ideal. I and mean, we'd have the joke, you can blow it out your pool hole. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Don't ever let a stripper Vogel, say that to you, though. Vogelbach is more of a, he hits lefties, right? Well, he's a left-handed he, hitter. I'd imagine he'd be better against righties unless he's got reverse sl- uh, splits. But I, I, I Hey, he had, he had apple be. power yesterday, didn't he? I think pool to the righty and he hits well against righties. Or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe he hits well against lefties and struggles against righties. I don't know, but. I mean, you'd have to take a look into the splits and see what it is about, but I would have no issue with taking on pool holes, maybe a one-year deal for two, three million. You're going to make that back at jersey sales and ticket sales, so I don't see why not. And we're on top of the division, and he would get to play against his Cardinals a couple of times before he wants to go out. Revenge. So dish best served cold, Z and the D, revenge. And a nice cold beer. Yeah. Hey, how was your weekend? Did you treat your mother nice? I uh, we went out to a nice, uh, nice uh, brunch. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't no uh, your brunch at uh, the country club and oh, Lake Wisconsin that. Country Club, baby. That's what you got to yeah. do that ne- next That's time, right? Next time. I made a mistake there, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, spent some time with my son, and then played some baseball and had a good day. Sounds sounds lovely, my friend. I'm glad you had a good weekend, and you, you treated yeah. you treated mom nice. Well done. Yes. 
Well, I guess still gotta get her a gift, but uh, I'm I like to make my gifts. I don't like to buy store bought stuff anymore. For I want nice, make nice self so. edit, nice self edit. But yes. So I, I'm thinking about making like an end table for her. I made Ooh, her a nice a little end table. table. Yep, I made her a coffee table last year, so I'm thinking an end table now, this year. Now, mom is worth a little more than just some pine you'd get somewhere. So go get some nice wood for mom, okay, and then get a nice little stain for her as well. Well, I was thinking going with the uh, nice epoxy glass, a clear coat glass coat. Epoxy with some maybe some pictures in it. Yeah, there, there you go. With them, oh, some oh. pictures in it. Yeah, you put the pictures down. Look and at you, Mr. Fancy. Over. Yeah. Well, you know. Check you out. Oh, well, good, so. You go treat mom extra special then for not getting her a gift and you make something nice for her. All right. Well, you treat your mom well and uh, I'll talk to you another time, big guy. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, man. All right. There he is, Ian the D. And I don't know if does mom, does mom condone the, the stripper dating? I don't know. All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Twitter's no, but she's gonna like that present because it's gonna be expensive with lumber prices. <laughs> yeah, lumber prices are through the freaking roof. Uh, you know, also through the roof, just trying to own a roof that's also expensive as hell. My neighbor across the street was selling his house. He said within an hour he had already fifteen offers, all, like forty over ask forty thousand over asking price. He's like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go this route. He's yeah, he got him. Good luck buying a house uh, in this market right now, unless you have like fu money ready to just throw around. Crazy stuff. All right, Rowdy. The Brewers. Now, a lot of people with that six-game losing streak up in arms. But if you take a step back, now I know no one wants to lose six games. I understand this. But you take a step back, they only lost one series. They took three out of four from the Dodgers. They lost four in a row. Well, L.A. Dodgers' last game of the series lost, then four in a row to the Phillies, then lost the opening game to the Fish where they then took the series 2-3, to three, which we saw yesterday, uh, over Miami. How, should should we be freaking out about the six-game losing streak? Or is it like, yo, dude, they just took two of the three series? I mean, it's a little worrisome. You couldn't win one game against the Philadelphia Phillies, <laughs> and every single game went right down to the wire. You lost three one-run games, That's tough. and the other one was 2 to nothing as Zach Wheeler threw a complete game shutout. Well, how, let's hear from Craig Council. Craig Council talks about bouncing back from losing six straight to win two in a row. You're happy with the group of how we responded after a tough little stretch and to finish the stretch in a positive way with a couple of good games and a lot of people doing good stuff is promising. We're, we're getting healthier and uh, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll get some players back this week also. So that, that's a good that's a good thing. But just to get these two games, tough, hard fought game today is is a, is a big deal going into a day off. So they do have players, you know, coming back, and we saw, you know, the Brett Anderson come back. What do you have? A, was that a hamstring? Yeah, his was a hammy. A hammy. So uh, Vogelback, Daniel Vogelback, who, you know, had that dinger yesterday, that piss missile out of, on right, he talks about taking two or three after losing six straight. It's a long season. Um, you know, you hear it all the time. You know, it's a grind. But, you know, we're going to go through winning streaks. We're going to go through losing streaks. Um, you know, I just think it's credit to the guys in the clubhouse and everybody believes in each other. And, you know, knowing that it's got to keep coming to play every day. You know, eventually it's going to turn. And those are two huge wins for us going into an off day. And, you, you know, you got a big homestand coming up. So, Rowdy, 17 games in a row. I think the Brewers are definitely due for a uh, off day today, yeah? Yeah, it's the one thing that for me that makes me want to rip my hair out when I watch this team for much of the season now, it's hitting with runners in scoring position. They're they're getting guys on base, even when it is the Tyrone Taylors and the Billy McKinney's and it's every single backup that's playing. They're still putting a lot of guys on base in the majority of these games and they're just not bringing them in. And that kind of nine runners left on base yesterday. And that that kind of can be spelled out by when you look at their record versus you look at their plus minus. They're nineteen and sixteen. They're they're on pace to win eighty eight games this year. You're three games over five hundred, but you have a run differential of minus six, <laughs> and you've gotten good pitching. Yeah, that's tough. That's no bueno. <laughs> you now have a a bullpen whose ERA is now in the top half of the league after it had been towards the bottom for the majority of the season. And you have the starting pitching, which outside of a few games in that stretch where you literally had it, what triple a guy or double a arm or has been arm. Are we going to rely on today? AKA the, the Jordan Zimmerman games, the bettinger games. Like when you have Suter in there for a spot start, 
Like outside of those games, they've gotten really good pitching from their starters. Yeah, they have. They've gotten really. You yeah. can only look at probably two or three starts where you you can't say, well, at least uh, I don't feel very good about this starter today. We can easily look at the Brewers and say the hitting is the problem. Like that is hundred percent. That is that is the problem. It, it's now the the after the middle of the year when they were relatively healthy before. Or I guess the middle of the year, middle of April, when they were relatively healthy before a lot of the injuries uh, started happening to their hitters. They started coming around after that twin series. Yeah. So looking at these upcoming series, well, Rowdy, real quick, hitting's the problem, right? And then you throw in the fact that no one knows what's wrong with Christian Yelich and that they're literally just having him play catch and he's not even swinging a bat. And then they're going to see where they go from there after he plays catch to see if he can do more activities. It's like, Jesus. Low Kane's like nowhere to be found. Jackie Bradley Jr. is nowhere to be found. Keston Hira is somewhere in the minors. You have literally guys that are journeymen from Daniel Vogelback to, I guess, Tyrone Taylor, uh, Billy McKinney at times, you, Reyes. <laughs> the fact that the Brewers are 19 and 16, one of the better records in the majors, is nothing short of, I mean, it's a head scratcher. It's I I don't even know I don't even know Rowdy look but look at the upcoming schedule you have the Cardinals coming up they're twenty one and fourteen right that's now. going to be a big series then after that you have what the Atlanta Braves the Braves what are they sitting at where are the Braves where are they sitting Braves at? are five hundred they're seventeen and seventeen so they're not a they're not you know bad and then who's after the Braves and you have the Royals and it's the Royals. They're surprisingly 16 and 17. They're See, almost a 500 team. Remember we were talking about how it was actually when the Brewers were one of the best teams in baseball, the Royals were also right there with them. Yes. And I told you they've played the Detroit Tigers, yeah. a.k.a. the worst team in the league, quite a few times. Uh-huh. Well, now you're seeing what happens when they don't get to play the Tigers all the time. They're yeah, starting they start to lose. lose. As the Royals right now are 1-9 and nine in their last 10. The Brewers will eat them up and spit them out. Then the Reds are coming up. The Reds have been on a losing spell here as they're 15 and 16. Ah, that's, did they have some games canceled because of Rona? And then... They just had yesterday's game canceled. Okay, that's what it was. All right. And then after the Reds, you have the Padres, who the Padres are definitely starting to look the part. Um, they're 19 and 16. The Giants still winning the NL West. So this, this stretch coming up is not is, is a little tough. Then you finish off with the Nats, then the Tigers. So there's some tough teams and there's some bad teams, but more tough than not. See what the Brewers can do as they are going to get healthier. Knock on wood, allegedly coming up. (laughs) 